Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. Ziplining across a vast valley, roasting s'mores beside the lake, whitewater rafting, relaxing beside an ocean view pool. Well, trying to at least. There are lots of great things to dream about doing in South Carolina. So when you're ready to visit, South Carolina is ready to make those dreams a reality. From a classic road trip to a relaxing weekend getaway, South Carolina is open for discovery. Start planning today at discoversouthcarolina.com. I'm going to Disney World. And I'm going to Disneyland. Why are you guys going to Disney without me? You can come. When? We're going separately. Well, I'm I'm going to World. He's going to Land. No, I'm going like three weeks. (laughs) It's like Super Mario Land and Super Mario World. Very much like that. I'm going in April. Oh, I'm going to be on a cruise in April. Oh, all right. Everybody wins. (laughs) We're going to have like a whole month where we don't podcast because we're all gone a separate week right after each other. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Pretty much. So we'll record four podcasts in advance. You're out of your effing mind. Hmm. So, yay. So. Or is that the the season break? show notes keep getting screwed up. Well, this is why you should commit them to memory. Yeah, I guess. That's right. That's all right. I got it. I got it. Um, Episode 10. 10. That's like a big number. Is it 10? It's an an anniversary. It's a very, very short anniversary. It's a decade of episodes. If only. A decade of episodes. If I'd have been doing this thing for 10 years at this point, I don't know if I would... I would hope I we'd be. I'm going with I would hope I we'd be better at it, and we'd have more people listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my dream. Right. We got all those followers in ten years. Yeah. <laughs> so I tell every time we get like a new Twitter follower or a new YouTube subscriber, I like tell my wife either I text her, or, like we high five if we're in person, and I hope that at some time it's like, hey, we just got another hundred, <laughs> not yeah, like, right? hey, we went from one sixty to one sixty one. High five. <laughs> <laughs> but will you be as excited about the one hundred and sixty one thousandth? And one, yes, as you are the probably. and two, probably. Okay, it's all right. We're going to do the, a lot of high fives. Yeah, yeah, lots of high fives. Anyway, oh, high five your face. I think we're going to talk about what we've been playing. Are we? Let's. We're just going. Oh, we're going to talk about it last. No, let's do it now. Oh, he said let's. Go. Like let oh, us. Let's, not let's. Let's. Let's, let's. let's. I just started playing uh, Last of Us Remastered. Oh, it's pretty. Yeah, it's beautiful. Right. Because I remember playing it a little bit on the uh, play, the streaming, the PlayStation now Three, stuff. PlayStation Now, and it was really pretty there. Um, but it was just a, I was just demoing the, the service. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really get into it all that much, but this are, is great. Are you any good at it? Yeah. I think I'm all right. I'm awful at it. Well, I've never been, I didn't realize just how much of a stealth game it is. Right? And I've never really played many. Like I never did yeah. the Metal Gear, what is it? Metal Gear Solid. Uh-huh. Stuff like that. Or Splinter um, Cell. Yeah. I've never, pl- I've never really Sorry. tried them. Yeah. But this, I didn't realize just how stealth yeah. involved this was. Yeah. 
and I'm finding out I'm not terrible. See, and I'm awful. Like I love the game, and I, I adore the the story, and I love the interaction between all the people. And then every time we get to one of those places, we're like, okay, there's five scary guys ahead. Uh-huh. You've got to kill all of them. And I'm like, all right, well, that just means I'm going to try this uh, like eight times to get past it. Right. Like, I don't think I'm a bad gamer, but man, stealth is not my thing. It was right. the same I, just, I, uh, I picked up the, what's the girl's name? Ellie? Is that her? Was that his daughter? No. Okay. So Ellie. Sure. Let's call her Ellie is her name. Uh, The immune chick. Yeah. Or we think she's immune. We don't know. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, And I had to get through that first bit with the patrols where the flashlights and everything. And I'm like, well, I'm going to die a lot. And I did. I died a whole lot. Yeah. And I had to finish that that scenario with the sniper guy still up yep. on the roof because I couldn't get rid oh, the, of him. There was a sniper guy that I just like started running. Yeah, I, like, that's what I did. I took <laughs> off and I'm like, I just use a med pack, med pack so yep. let's hope I'm not going to, you know, die. And I almost died right before I jumped into the little yep. uh, ditch. Yep. Yeah. No, that was very, very similar to my, my experience. I need to get back to that. I've just been busy playing other stuff because it's, mm-hmm. it's super fun and it's just stunningly beautiful. Well, and it's and not I, super long either. I just need to finish it. I want to get the, uh, the 7.1 surround sound headset yeah. thing. Because I, I, I'm just playing them with little earbuds because Kevin's playing his wow and he's yelling at his people. <laughs> he was especially, he was, I don't know what they were doing to their raid last night or the night before, but he was yelling at these people. It's my, my wife often asks me when I'm playing Rocket League, because I play it for a couple hours on Saturday and Sunday and uh, every weekend. And she's like, are you having fun? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's great fun. She's like, are you sure? Because like I don't usually swear that much and talk that badly about other people when I'm having fun. I'm like, well, it's a, it's a, it's a special kind of fun. Right. It, it is. Yeah, although this week I actually got a buddy of mine, Rich, came and played with us for on all day Sunday. So that was fun to actually have like a single person that wasn't just some rando over and over again. He's a rookie, but he was, he was, mm-hmm. he was solid enough to be better than a lot of the stupid people. And this is on with. Rocket League? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because so you're always good. playing Rocket League. Always playing Rocket League. Other than Rocket League, what are you playing? Uh, I finished Rise and Shine. I, I saw <laughs> I, I saw the litany of posts about yeah. Rise and Shine. Yeah, Rise, like, that game was, I, and I talked a little bit about it last week, so I think last week I was 10 levels in out of, I, I would say 14, but the 14th level, really, there's not much to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really out of 13, and so I only had three left to beat. And that game... I would even almost say for the first 10 levels was really solid. And it's like the, the good parts about the game is that it's, it's gorgeous. It's so pretty. Um, and it's got kind of a fun story. <laughs> pretty just like you, Adam. <laughs> um, it's uh, not like you. Um, sorry, man. I mean, it's gorgeous. Just these beautiful hand-drawn cartoony visuals. Um, it's got a decent story. Um, like the story's a little bit goofy and it kind of deus ex, you know, at the end, but, uh, it's not bad. Um, and I love the immersion of all the different video game Wreck-It Ralph style in this world you're going through, but it kind of, it's, I mean, first of all, it's just too hard. It's too damn hard. difficulty setting on there? I I don't think so. Um, but that's, but the real problem is that it's not that it's too hard. It's that, that it, it, most of the levels are... Like playing a game like Inside, where, hey, I died. That's cool. 
oh, hey, I'll try that again. Oh, I died. That's cool. And then the third time, I'm like, oh, I made it through. So, you know, most of the levels you're walking through. Oh, but in, this one is a, it, it changes a little bit. No, that was Feist. But, oh, okay. You know, this was, well, and what changed them in this is every single bad guy. So you'll, you'll play through these levels and they're pretty easy. And then you'll get to these boss characters. And the boss characters are insane. They are so hard. And so the first one he hits on level four and he took me probably 25 minutes to beat, which is probably 12, 13, 14, 15 attempts you know each one of these attempts is two or three minutes and you know you're just dying and it's it's very much those you know a very standard like i don't know it's super nintendo kind of thing where they've got you know they've got a, a, a health bar no and that's actually the thing that is weird about them is they've got a health bar and then they have like a life and so you'll take their health bar all the way and they'll lose a life and they'll take the health bar all the way they'll lose a life they'll take the health bar all the okay. way and they'll lose a life um they have attacks but they're not it's not like hey i'm going to go pew 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 and then bounce bounce bounce, bounce. yeah it's i have <laughs> i have five attacks mm-hmm. and i'm going to use them completely randomly do they have a tell no. to give you well, an idea of what kind of attack is coming up to some degree yes um and and it kind of depends on which one they are but i mean sometimes it's that there's so much stuff on the screen and then and a lot way a lot of them work too is you'd kill them the first time and so maybe the first time they would have you know uh like this one guy I was fighting, he had his arms came off, and they would jet over and, and hit you and hit you. Right? Yeah, and they jet over and hit you and hit you. Rocket hands. Exactly. And then, you know, so once you've taken one life out, though, instead of hitting, hitting, they'd do it four times. Or instead of shooting three rockets at you, they'd shoot four or then shoot five. So as you damage them, they actually get harder. Um, Which is typical of any boss fight. Yeah, but it got to the point where, I mean, it was it was so hard that. The the 13th level is essentially like, I don't want to say it's not a boss fight, but it's just a deluge of these, you know, these bad guys. And then the final end boss. And the first section took me 45 minutes and the second section took me 45 minutes. So an hour and a half of just dying every two minutes to get through this level. It was and but the level before that was called um, what was it called? Uh, NPC Island. <laughs> And it was this dorky, like, thing full of silly mini games. So, the, 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 you know, the level before this level. Well, cutesy, fun, easy. Yeah, I'm playing, you know, with my gun that shoots, you know, like explosion things. I'm using that to play basketball. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm using my guided bullets to avoid all these little things, you know. And so it was literally like any dorky mini game you'd play in, you know, any game ever and then followed by this insanely hard so it wasn't it wasn't that the game was too hard it was that the spikes in difficulty were too big right. you know it would go from a 2 to a 10 right. and then back down to a 2 for two levels and then back to a 10 and then deck and and it was just exasperated by how bad the controls were right. um you know so it was a game uh, my ultimate review on it was buy it but buy it when it's on sale because right. it's it's pretty and it's fun it's just or or if you're one of those people that love super hard Dark Souls or Super Meat Boy or, you know... Oh, those... Super Meat Boy is just an exercise in frustration. Right? And, and But but even that one, is, it gives exact, you, like, a pattern, an idea, exactly. a, a, a way to get through. And, of course, we're going to talk more about this later because that's one of the things we're going to talk about today. Like, how hard is too hard? Hard, yeah. What is, what is a good difficulty Rise setting? And shine how was, hard should it get? Rise and so. Shine was just too hard. <clears throat> it, it made it... The, I think the problem was I got to level 13, I got all the way through this game, and I'm like, I enjoyed this game. I, I, I really liked it, and 
if level 13 hadn't been so bad, I probably would have given a higher rating. But after playing that game, that same level and just dying and dying and dying, I'm like, I'm done. I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not, I don't even want to play this game funny. anymore. It, it right. took all the fun out of it. So I played a new game called Toby. Ah, man. And it was, that's what I'm saying. My show notes died. Well, here, let me. Let me find it's that. Toby the Secret Mine. No, I got it up. It just it lost yeah. my changes. Um, so Toby the Secret Mine is. I just started it last night, actually, um, and it's a uh, inspired by air quotes um, in uh, Limbo, and it's very very Limbo looking. Um, except a lot. I know this is like the third Limbo game I've played after playing Limbo um, <laughs> in the last little bit. Um, story on this is your. Your entire village that you live in has been kidnapped, and it's up to you to go rescue them um, in very limbo-like ways where you're, you know, doing solving little puzzles. And um, it's, again, one of those games that's a silhouette foreground with very colorful, colorful, pretty backgrounds. Um, It's... It probably fits somewhere in between Limbo and Feist. um, Okay. Where, well, I don't even know if I'd say that. It's it's probably more Limbo-like than anything, with the exception of when you... I always thought the puzzles in Limbo and Inside always felt like I got there and maybe I don't know what to do the first time. Um, and maybe I don't even know exactly what to do the second time, but I always know that the thing I need to do is there. I just haven't figured out the right way to use the combination of things it gave me to get it. Mm-hmm. Whereas so far in Toby... A lot of the times it's like, I don't know what I'm doing and I'll die. And I don't know what I'm doing and then I die. And then I notice that, like, there's this little hidden place that I need to jump up into, get somewhere. And so it's their, their loop is kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing, I die. I don't know what I'm doing, I die. I don't know what I'm doing. So I must be missing something because this puzzle's so abstract that I'm not going to be able to figure it out because it's not a good puzzle. It's a, hidden puzzle or it's a a weird the puzzles are just they're far more obtuse than the puzzles in limbo were which were always solvable these ones are always solvable but it's usually it's not necessarily because you're smart yeah it's because there's something hidden i mean for example i guess you know um there's one where you you kind of walk down this thing um hop off this this platform and there's a bunch of like pallets floating in water and so you notice there's kind of tirey gear thing and you push one into the water and that raises the water level and pushes the pallets up higher closer to this button you need to push and so then you realize oh hey there's another one of those gear things hanging from a rope so you knock it down push it over and and then now it's really really close to getting up to pushing the pallets to push the button but now i'm out of things to put in the water like I know what I need to do I need to put something else in the water to push this button I'm like well maybe I can jump in the water no that just kills me that's exactly what I was thinking yeah just jump in the water right okay (laughs) and so so I'm looking around I'm looking around there's literally nothing left to put in the water and so finally I walk back to the platform I jumped off of and underneath that there's like a hidden space where once you walk into it it reveals itself and there's another tire cog inside of there so it wasn't it wasn't that it was impossible to solve it was just that it was it wasn't it wasn't like I had to be smart to solve it. It was that I had to get to the point where, like, well, there's literally nothing else, so now I have to start looking for the hidden parts of it. Um, and it's not bad. Um, I, I've enjoyed the fact that it's not like Limbo or Feist where 
everything wants to kill you. There's like some legit, <laughs> like really cute critters that, that right. wander around. Like the first time I see this little kind of like porcupine hedgehog, hedgehog thing, I'm like, oh, great. That thing's going to murder me. But no, it's just no, cute. it just scurries underground. I'm like, oh, that's so pleasant <laughs> to not have that thing be some vicious face. thing that's going to yeah eat my face or throw spikes like the dogs at me. Inside me. Right? The dogs and inside scared the crap crack, out of me. And the first neck. time you're like, oh, dogs. And then they come around and <laughs> oh, break dog. your neck. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so it was kind of that was kind of nice. And it's really pretty um, with the exception that it has like more lens flare than like uh, both the Star Abrams Trek movies. yeah like both the Star <laughs> Trek movies put together it's like literally watched, I posted three videos up on our, our YouTube page and literally there's lens flare nearly constantly in this game so but it was done by a guy so oh, well, you know you something to be said but it just barely it's been on PC for a year or two and it got released on Xbox two or three days ago so, so. What, is, what is super secret beta game is that the actual name of the no, game no it's not it's actually it's a game that I played the beta of, um, and I'm super excited about it, but I can't talk about it yet. Are you serious? So, yep, NDA. Sorry. Oh, man. So, but, but I did talk to the developer last night, and when it comes out of beta, um, we'll re-review it and we'll talk about it then. So it's it's very, very, very fun. It's very, very, very pretty. Us. Has he told you about this game? I have game? not. No. Um, friends don't have secrets, and secrets don't have Well, I haven't have seen you since I got the beta for it, so it's good. It's real good, though. Mm-hmm. What are you playing, <laughs> Dylan? I, I have one other thing. Oh, seriously? I know, right? Um, and it's called, again, I lost my, my show notes. We're going to rename this podcast, by the way. It's the Cliff Plays Everything yeah. podcast. <laughs> the Joe Lava Cliff podcast. It's a story about my uncle. Um, it's a Steam game. <laughs> story about your uncle? Yeah, and so the premise of this is you're- Wait, that's the name of the game? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I thought you were like, launch into I, an anecdote about your uncle. That's no, what no. I was waiting for. Literally, it's called A Story About My Uncle, um, and you should play it. It's really fun. I've only played a half hour of it so far, but it's it's the setting is you're a dad telling your kid a bedtime story, and so you start telling him about this uncle of yours who was always on adventures, and, and this one time you went into his house and found this super suit that you put on, and then you stepped into his observatory, and it shot you to this like faraway land, but the entire the entire premise of the game is there's no there's no bad guys there's no enemies it's all exploration and you do all your exploration it's like it's almost like a first person platformer game where you can jump super high and you have this like energy beam grappling hook that you use to pull yourself from like one floating island to the other i don't know if i've ever played a game that gave me like a bigger sense of like speed and vertigo than I've played with this. You need to come over and play the PSVR yeah. is what you need to and do. And this is like the most, uh, this is the most VR like experience I've ever had not wearing a headset. So you'll, you know, you start out and you're just jumping on things and you're exploring this, these series of islands, but eventually you get to the point where there'll be these big floating rocks over you. You'll run, jump, shoot your grappling hook energy beam, grab them. They'll pull you forward. You'll use that momentum to like sling you further across the thing to land on another island it's it's really fun i remember you know the funny after i'd started playing it i remembered that i saw videos of it you know it's probably i think it came out like two years ago and thinking like that game looks so fun i didn't even realize i owned it so very fun i'm gonna keep playing that one it's a steam game but is that on your alphabet like your alphabetical list it is yeah yeah it's a story so yeah that is that is me playing through my my steam stuff alphabetically Oh, that's right. I forgot you were doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still an A. <laughs> <laughs> what you been playing? Well, I'm I'm guilty of playing only Hearthstone again. Because <laughs> when I get really competitive about something, I just that's what I do. So I just deep dive. I built like three decks, and I'm winning. <laughs> Literally the other all day, the time we're riding the elevator down, <laughs> and I look over at Dylan, hold his phone sideways. I'm like. 
are you playing Hearthstone in the elevator? He's like, yeah, I just lost my connection to the internet. <laughs> it disconnected me. I hate that. Yeah, in the elevator. But I reconnected when I got to the bottom and I won. That's what matters. That's always a good thing. I think I'm like on a 20-win streak with wow. like one loss since I restarted playing. So That's awesome. I'm not even losing. Just all winning all the time. You're just a winner. Winning. Yeah. I don't know if it's just luck say. or if I'm just playing scrubs, but right. <laughs> it's a good ego boost either way. It always makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> right? Especially when you're playing against real people. Like, I'm not even... Oh, I started playing another game on my phone because it was suggested by somewhere, and I love... Uh, don't ask me why, but I love, like, golf games. I've always loved playing golf I games. I hate golf more than anything in the world. I hate the actual game. Right? But I love golf games. Yeah, yeah. So right. there's a game called Golf Clash or something. Yeah, yeah. On Android. <laughs> I, like, I have to think about it. I've got an Android. Yeah, it's called Golf Clash. Anyway, yeah, you just play these stupid games, and it's so addicting. And, yeah, and I was I was third place in the beginner league. Very nice. Yeah. We so, should. Uh, a trophy? Yeah, I won a trophy. Got all kinds of achievements for we it. We should someday, we should all three of us play um, Super Mini Golf. I think it's called <laughs> Super Mini Golf is great, but uh, Golf with Your Friends is like this mini golf game on the PC that you can play. I'm into it. Yeah, cooperative with your friends. With your friends. Yeah. Um, Oddly enough. If you have them. <laughs> now, and I've played it, but now, now that I think about it, I think I played it networked with my kids so maybe we yeah. didn't play it on the same pc but we'll I, I wonder if you could play it on the same. it's it's ridiculously fun yeah so. i don't know why i like real golf i mean i'll watch it just because i'm like look at all these people being bored <laughs> and i'll be one of those people for about five minutes and realize i hate it but golf on the phone or golf a golf game yeah love it yeah i used to play links and i'd play like there was a Golf game, we golf, like, yeah, we golf. Oh, I love. I don't. You don't even know how much we golf I've played. <laughs> we were really into the bowling more than. Anything. Oh, bowling was bowling fun was too. Like, I, man, we got our. I probably played Wii Sports more than any other game I ever played on the Wii. Uh, oh, it was great. I mean, I played it for a while. One oh. of my favorite Wii Sports memories. I just tell you, we, we we would play so much, but we were playing, and my two buddies were switching off. They were playing the same player, but they oh, were taking sure. turns bowling, right. and oh, they were other. one ball away from a three hundred and we bowling. <laughs> which I could see one person doing it. That's cool, but like two, two people, people were doing, doing this, right? and they were all awesome awesome strike every single wow. frame to the last frame, and then. And then Someone whiffed and like missed one pin, oh. and they were so mad at each other. It was, <laughs> and that was the day their friendship ended. Yeah, I remember. I mean, because we got that that system, and I mean, we played Wii Sports. I think constantly for like the next two weeks. But I remember it was a great packing yeah, title, thing. I, and tennis was great. Too. Tennis was awesome. Oh. I, I mean, remember you could just kind of swing your hand at whatever, and it was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember playing like boxing like so many times in a row. Though, like, the waking up the next morning, and like I'm like, oh my god, what have I done to myself? Uh-huh. And like my shoulders <laughs> hurt, my arms hurt. Like I'm like, I can't. They don't lift any further than this. I can't dress myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was. I mean, there were some. Yeah. There was some fun. But yeah, no, golf games have always been. I mean, like I said, I hate golf. My grandpa tried to teach me how to golf for oh, yeah. a decade. And I was awful, always awful. Um, but golf games are super fun. Yeah, so. I golfed nine holes once. I got one par and felt like I was the best. You were. <laughs> That's good. I golfed a par on my first golf experience ever, and I'm never probably going to golf again. I literally, I my grandpa taught me how to golf for like six or eight years, and then like, but it was just like going out to the driving range and practicing, practicing. I'd rather drive just drive balls yeah. than try to. 
But then I went out and visited him. He's like, we're going to go. We're going to go to, you know, a real golf course. We're going to go real golfing. And we got there at like 530 in the morning. And I golfed a, like 150. <laughs> I mean, like I'm bad. <laughs> real, See, real bad. Means, 150 so just, would be like, like if you're playing 18 holes. Or yeah. 18 <laughs> like holes. Like double par so that's, every hole. That's strokes for 18 holes. Yeah. When a par is going to be yeah, I mean, probably five? normally I think on a course like that is probably like what seventy five, seventy nine. I don't, I don't know exactly, yeah. but yeah. So I like that's doubled crazy. every single hole. I, I hit a ball at a driving range once. That's what matters. Mm, it, it made but at it, least you finish. Exactly, I did finish. But I, oh, I, after finishing, I never wanted to do it again ever. Yeah, but it also reminds me of why I brought up Super Mini Golf was our first like garbage PC we got in our house, which was. Awesome for word processing, right? But that's probably about <laughs> yeah, it. That and game accessing Windows. AOL, <laughs> but um, but that machine probably also cost twenty five hundred dollars. I yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. I remember that. my my I first really four eighty six twenty five megahertz got in like nineteen ninety four was two grand twenty five hundred dollars. Oh. Like computers nowadays are cheap compared yeah. to how much they cost oh, yeah. twenty years ago. True. But uh, my brother's always been a kind of a techie guy, so. Yeah. Um, he burnt me Caesar three and Super Mini Golf. Nice. So I played a lot of Super Mini Golf. It was pretty great. That's nice. awesome. I, I like golf. It. But yeah, golf games are way better than golf. <laughs> way better than golf. Yeah, I just <laughs> they're indoors. Like, Less ugly pants. You you get about the same workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing golf on a TV and in real life. So probably yeah, I can um, see that. I guess you walk kind of if you count that as. <laughs> If you, if you, well, I guess if you, if you don't take a cart, you know. I'm taking a cart. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not walking a golf course. <laughs> Have you seen the alligators on those things in Florida? Like, they're massive. I'm right? not walking along a golf you course. You don't live in Florida, though, Adam. I <laughs> know. Watch Happy that's, no where, that's where a lot of there's golf no, courses there's are. There's no alligators. alligators in Seattle. <laughs> you don't know that. That's true. There you could be alligators in Seattle. That. There's not. How many times have you golfed in Seattle? That is true. There you go. <laughs> Next time oh. our boss is around, I'll ask him how many times he's seen because <laughs> he golfs every Saturday. <laughs> That's a lot of golf. Oh, uh, that would golf. make some. That would be a news headline for sure. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of news, should we mm-hmm. talk about some? Yes. Good transition. News. Adam. Yeah, you like how I did that? That was real nice. I'm going to keep the momentum on this thing going. <laughs> Boom. We're done. Uh, so first of all, we're going to talk, uh, and this actually actually directly impacted. No, no, no. This was not. This was the so the Steam store. Um, or Steam itself, updated uh, over the weekend, I believe, to uh, allow configuration with all Xbox controllers, um, which is great for me. Um, I forgot, did it two weeks ago where they added it for all the PS4 controllers, which was, w- right, was screwing which, you up. Well, no, they, they added the support, evidently, for the PS4 controllers farther back than that, yeah, didn't they? It wasn't super long ago, I don't But think. I remember trying to use a PS4 controller with it, and it just didn't Didn't click. work, yeah. It didn't work. But immediately I got the Xbox One S controller, yeah, or and, whatever it is, and, and right out of the box, it was perfect. It and was fine. And I've never had a problem with my with my Xbox controller yeah, on so any what's game. This, what's this update they're apparently, adding all of a sudden? Apparently, um, for every game that you've played that an Xbox controller works flawlessly in, it's because the developer coded in... Xbox One or Xbox Three Six or Xbox Three Sixty controller specifically to the game. Okay. Um, and so what this does is it allows them to just say like, "Hey, people have controllers, and it it's agnostic to what that controller is." So if you have from a development standpoint, it'll be the same. 
whether you have a PS4 controller or a Xbox One controller or an Xbox 360 controller and a bunch of other generic controllers. Most controllers now have the two-shoulder buttons yeah, on Yeah, they're side, all kind the of the sticks. same. Yeah, they're all... But what it'll mean in theory is that you'll have easier... It'll be easier for developers to put those into Steam games, okay. um, and so it should work better. It'll be more consistent. You'll be able to do profiles for different controllers. So, so that's super nice. But one thing that I that kind of snuck into this, like I think that's great. Like I'm, right. I'm super happy about that. I use a, I probably game now more. Like you can tell how much of a little of a PC master race person I am, and that I I don't mouse game and keyboard keyboard and mouse very often anymore at all. I use a controller for a lot of things um, just because I'm lazy, I guess. Um, <laughs> But one thing that they also included this is you can now um, move Steam games locations from the Steam client itself. So, like, if you're like me and I have a teeny, teeny, tiny C drive on my computer, it's like a 120 gig SSD, and then I keep all my Steam games on a brand new, like, three or four terabyte hard drive that I have that I bought for, I got it for Christmas, actually, for my Steam games. Um, but every once in a while, and it doesn't happen often anymore because I've set it up so it'll automatically install that drive, but when I first got it, I had them like half and half split. Had to get a special program that would move them and create shortcuts to them, and it's kind of a pain in the ass. It's a third-party thing. And now within Steam itself, you can actually like right-click on a game and say change location, and Steam itself will move all the files from one place to another. So even if I decided I wanted to move them to another hard drive, you can just say, hey, I want to move this here. Or like you can if you want to do it the opposite way and you've got a super fast SSD like I do and a you know older, not as fast mechanical drive, you can say, I'm only going to play this game for the next two weeks, move it from your mechanical drive over to your SSD, get the speed of your SSD, and then move it back when you're done or delete it when you're done. So, so for you, that doesn't matter because your entire hard drive is an SSD. Right, but it's only 512. So, I mean, I could theoretically fill it up as quickly as I did my PS4. Yep. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, So because my original PS4 is just... Like, I think I've got yep. 20 gigs left to play with on that thing. Mm-hmm. So I can install it to the external drive? I can install install it to an external drive, In basically? theory, if you or wanted does it, to. Or are you saying, like, a, an it, it, Mine's an internal. Mine's oh, an internal okay, okay. one. I don't know I how have, a game... Like, I mean, games on a PS... Well, I know at least on an Xbox One actually run faster off an external drive on yeah, the Xbox. So, I mean, I would assume yeah. if you have USB 3. I've got USB 3 and I've got a, a, a C. Yeah. So, you might be able to, if you had a fast enough external drive, to oh, okay. to it. actually be run games. I don't know. I'm not sure. I've never tried. Might work, though. I mean, USB 3 drives are fast now. Like, yeah. I don't, I would say for, like, if you're playing, like, I wouldn't ever play, like, Overwatch off an external drive. <laughs> where something where, you know that really matters but something like you know a platformery game would probably work just fine i would guess yeah. i don't know try and find out do you okay. have an external drive yeah done let's do it i do i've got a couple of them <laughs> actually I've got, I've got datas yes. they need places <laughs> but so i was i was excited about that so is that all they did so that's what they did in the update was the that a couple other little things a couple okay. little bug fixes um now um when you go to in, uninstall a game instead of um delete local content I think is what it used to be called which was incredibly unintuitive now it actually says uninstall when you want to uninstall okay. a game so little things I like that right uh, yeah <laughs> you know Steam's Steam language like let's help out the Seriously. dumb people yeah yeah Steam I wouldn't that would help me and I don't think I'm you're dumb, not dumb, I'm dumb. <laughs> you are not dumb I am okay. um I think that Ooh, Steam <laughs> Steam is not Steam's a great product that is not really very well known for its uh, user interface <laughs> or say, ease of use. <laughs> yeah, ease of use. So it's nice to see them doing little things like that every now and Good again. Good stuff. Um, 
next thing we've been talking. Yeah. So have you guys seen this screenshot? So um, Play Dead Software, the fine folks who brought us Inside Limbo, which I think is like, I, I don't know, our, our game mascot for this it, podcast. Yeah. Because At least for we this, need to talk to them about I'm, it. I'm yeah. not sure they're in... Scandinavia somewhere, I think. So, oh. um, might be hard. They they're they're asleep <laughs> usually when we're awake. Um, it's pretty whatever it is. Well, and that's that's my favorite thing about this. So the the folks that made Inside Limbo um, are announcing a new game, and literally all they released is a tweet, and it's it's like some sort of kind of humanoid creature walking up what looks like, I don't know, what do you want to say, either a, it looks snowy to me, does that look snowy yeah. to you? Yeah, yeah, that's a hillside or a yeah, cliffside. Yeah, like a, like a cliffside, there's some sort of like shooting star or spaceship meteor. or meteor burning through the sky, and it looks like the humanoid guy might have a parachute on. Yeah, that's, oh, that's totally It's kind of like he's dragging a tattered parachute, yeah, and he's yeah. got like a, a, a helmet on, maybe? helmet probably, yeah. so maybe he... he so so play crash landing. They. We don't know the gender of it this could character. Be a, it's, so a it's a they. they. It's, it's a, a they. they. Um, gender inclusive here. Be nice. Um, <laughs> so they released that picture with a tweet that says, "Thanks for your warm reception of Inside," which apparently is all uppercase. I didn't realize. Since release, Playdead founder Arnt Jensen and the team have been working on the next adventure. That's all they've released, and I have read. Two dozen full-length articles about what their next game is about, or theories. Theories. It is crazy what people that like. I don't know if it must just be a slow news month because <laughs> the number of people that are like, "Oh my god, they're making a new game, and here's what it is." I'm like, you don't know anything. <laughs> but I, I've greatly enjoyed the speculation behind it's a game about a guy walking over a cliff with a tattered parachute and something <laughs> crashing in the background. It's going to be great. Right. What but else does that I can tell by lately. this screen okay. though that this game's going to be even better than what they've done before. It, looks, it just looks magnificent. It, I don't, it does look very pretty. I don't know. It looks real good. Uh, but uh, I, I've very enjoyed the buzz around it. Um, the other interesting thing that I found out about Play Dead the other day. So Play Dead was founded by um, this Art Jensen. Art Arnt. A R N T. What was his last name? Jensen. Arnt Jensen. I could be related to that guy. I think I have relatives named Arnt Jensen. Um, Arnt or Arnt? Arnt. My, my great grandfather's name was actually Arnt. <laughs> right? You might want no, to great, hit this great, dude. Is that a contraction? I think so, yeah. Like Arnot? Yeah, yeah. No, he was. Uh, we've talked about this before. He was my, my relative that uh, turnip farmed in Nevada, homesteaded there. <laughs> His last name was not Jensen, but I am related to Jensen's. So, um, anyway. So, for work, he turned up? Ooh. Oh, not really. Got that, that was a really bad joke. It was bad. Um, so, it was founded by this Art Jensen fellow and another guy. And apparently, at the end, like about a year before Inside released, they had a big falling out. And the other dude walked away from the company with like seven and a half million dollars. What? Right? It's pretty impressive, though, when you think that yeah. Limbo and Inside sell for, I mean, Inside was not expensive, but it was like 20, 20 bucks, bucks, right? I think. Oh, when it, yeah, yeah, I mean, I didn't pay that for it. But, yeah, neither did I. But, <laughs> uh, but, I mean, you know, they've both been in that, you know, I mean, I've seen Limbo as cheap as like three or four, but I mean, I've seen it as high as 10. And so it's pretty impressive when you think about the number of sales they must have had to have made in order to have. I mean, seven and a half million dollars to give this dude. <laughs> so, right. That's anyway, a lot of copies. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited about it, but I'm not going to pretend I know what it's about yet. Yeah, no, so, I will. <laughs> what is it about? Please he, tell. He's going to write an article about it for our website tomorrow. Oh, okay, yep. gotcha. What it's called? It doesn't even have a name yet, but we know it's definitively a they. Right, it's going to be called space. Space. Excellent. I like it. Well, and now because or they dead capitalize in space. 
because they capitalized the name inside in their tweet. They also capitalized Limbo, though, I think. So oh, maybe okay. that's just how they do things. Yeah, it's, it's capital S, capital P, capital A, capital C, capital E. It's maybe we should do a lowercase oh. C. I don't think they'd do that. No, they wouldn't. It's all, it's all capitals all the time. Finally, um, oh, yeah. speaking of, I guess, inclusive, we're going to talk about some, like, EA uh, Motive, which is um, a new EA studio that uh, was founded a couple years ago, and it's founded by um, uh, Jade Raymond, who is the... She worked on Assassin's Creed. She worked on Watch Dogs. She was a producer on both of those. She's like a big deal in gaming. Um, she left uh, those games to form this EA Motive studio. And, and what's most important about that is they are one of the EA studios that's making new Star Wars IP. Oh wow! Um, in twenty, it's it's no one knows almost anything about it except that it's not based off any of the movies. It's brand new characters and it you know and based on the pedigree it should be really cool mm-hmm. um she i think last year hired um amy hennig who was the director and writer for the uncharted series mm-hmm. so she joined in 2014 so now you've got these two people that have this great pedigree um of making games and they're making a star wars game and then i think last week um they hired uh, Kim Swift, who from Valve, who did Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2, Half-Life 2, Episodes 1 and 2, and Quantum Conundrum to come work on this, too. So, like, it's only newsworthy because, oh, my God, there's so much talent pushed into one little EA studio, mm-hmm. and, and you're making a Star women. Wars game. And they're all women. <laughs> and they're all women, which, which, is, which is kind of novel in this terrible industry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, especially, no, and, you know, I would say that that's maybe, – maybe that's not true. I am absolutely shocked at the number of inc- – I mean, not, that's not the right word. Not shocked. I think it's amazing how many super talented um, women work in indie games. Um, oh, yeah. But you rarely – it's not as common for them to work in the AAA space. So right. for these three people to be working at one studio and making you know something based on probably one of my favorite IPs of all time makes me real, real, real happy. So 2018 could be real, real good. I, I hope it's. I mean, is that when the game that the game yeah, that they're working on is yeah 2018? For it? So, um, but I mean, there's been no no anything about it. But I mean, I've played some great games that are set in the Star Wars universe that have nothing to do with Star Wars. Um, right, like all the Dice of the Old Republic games, and oh, it could be great. I also saw Rogue One this weekend, and you didn't like it, didn't you? It's not that I didn't like it; it just wasn't a Star Wars movie to me. Mm. Does that make sense? Nope, not at all. It but fit, uh, I mean, it fit in the Star Wars universe, but it wasn't a Star Wars movie. See, and and to me, that's how I feel about the first three. Um, like I I went into so um, the three, the, you know, one, two, and three. Oh, in yeah. Star Wars land is I went into those movies and I'm like, these are, I mean, first of all, they weren't good movies, but they didn't feel like Star Wars to me. Um, and I went and saw the new hope or I saw, um, I'm sorry. Um, the force awakens. Yeah. And like from the second I sat down in that theater, I had like just this like oh, yeah. feeling in my insides of like, Oh my God, this is real star Wars. Like I spend that entire movie and it doesn't matter. I've seen that movie probably a half dozen times now. Mm -hmm. And that feeling is exactly the same. Like this is star Wars. And like, I care about every single person in this and like, I care about the story and I care like, I just, the entire time I'm just like, ugh. right. And rogue one was the exact same way for me. The entire movie. 
I don't know. I, I really liked it. It was too, for me, I mean, this is a whole other discussion, <laughs> but Star Wars Rogue One, for me personally, and I know a lot of people don't agree with me at all, it was too heavy. It was a story that didn't necessarily oh, yeah, need it to was... be told. It, we all knew it. We all know it. We all know the story to a degree. Yeah. But and I guess just it hearing Forest Whitaker's dark another Forest Whitaker accent gone oh, awry. God, that was the one thing I you know I <laughs> I <laughs> like do I pay attention to his eye or the really bad accent? His that, a- he's that accent to, was bad. I will a hundred percent agree with that. Forest Whitaker was not good in that movie, mm-hmm. um, but everything else was was good. It was um, a great movie. I just don't think it fit with Star Wars. Did you? I got to go see it. You, you still do. haven't I, seen it. I was going to I mean, go to the movie. In his defense, I only but, saw it day before yesterday. So. Uh, yeah, I was going to go see it like yesterday, and we decided to do. Well, I'm just. Else I haven't said that, anything so. that gives it away, have I? No, no, no. no I don't okay. think so. And I could really care less about spoilers. Cause did what I don't really you, know the premise of the movie, but I could probably guess what, what happens it's, if I knew. It's, it's a it's a oh, good premise. It's yeah. It's, well, it's it's. Did you not know what the premise was going into? It? A, a little bit, but I'd only seen the trailers. So that was all I'd seen. I haven't really. Been and I had not had anything spoiled, so I don't really like watching trailers and stuff i just go yeah in. i'd seen well. the trailers and that was it um did you did you think without saying who they are because i'd be curious to see what dylan says um did the cgi characters bother you no yeah no not at all i and it was funny because kevin was next to me and we're watching it and i leaned over i'm like that guy's not real and he's like, "What are you?" Doing? I'm like, "That guy's CGI." I'm like, "That dude died like '94, right, or something." And so I asked, I asked Brooke after the movie. I'm like, "I'm like, so, so you know, so it's not spoiled for you. You know that the character at the end is CGI because obviously they have to be." <laughs> yeah, that one in particular. <laughs> but very well done. Oh like, yeah, very yeah, well yeah, done. Yeah. And I said, "Did you catch the other CGI character?" And she's like, no, I had no idea. Who was it? I'm like, that, yeah. for every single person that bitches about how bad the CGI in that movie was and how it pulled them out of the movie and how blah, 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 oh, it's only up. because you only know because who they you are. Knew it. Yeah. 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 It yeah, was, yeah. the CGI I thought was, like, I knew so and I still didn't care. Like, yeah. it was really well done. Go but see I it. also didn't realize that that, that that character in particular was going to have as big of a part. I thought it was just right? going to be an in and out because they said he, it was CGI. So I'm like, oh, it's just going to yeah, be in and out. Yeah, you didn't figure he was going to be in like 50% of the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> character. Yeah, yeah it was. So, anyway, we've gotten way off topic. Oh, it doesn't matter. Today. We're talking about Star Wars. Who cares? It's kind of like video games. It's, well, there's a lot of video games about Star Wars. There are a lot. Yeah. All right. So and now. They're all awesome. Right? No, that's no, not true. No, they're not. That's a Some of them are real bad. That's a terrible, terrible lie. What's your favorite Star Wars game? I don't have one. The original Battlefront. Also very good. I think mine is as as good and bad as they were. I think mine is the the um, uh, the Force Unleashed. Games. Oh, the Force Unleashed, that was fun. That was cool. But what was the what was the one on the Super Nintendo? Was that Empire Strikes Back? Probably. It's. I, I, I know I that remember. there was a, it was a platformer with Luke Skywalker and you had his lightsaber. Yeah, and that's, and that's that yeah, one yeah, was yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. Because I like my hack and slash crap. Yeah, yeah. The so. Force Unleashed, like especially, yeah, I like beat him up. If all I could get yeah, was yeah. the the first part, I don't remember if it was one or two where you play as Darth Vader. And are just like walking through this thing, just, just flinging yeah. people and lightsabering <laughs> people. And you get those same powers towards the end of the game as your character. But to start out that game with like every single force power and just be amazingly powerful. There's there's a scene in Rogue One where you see that version of Darth Vader. Like Darth Vader in every movie you've seen him in is is scary just because he's a big scary guy that has powers and you know he randomly kills people. Um, there's a scene in that movie where you're like, 
Oh, that's why everyone's scared of him. It's <laughs> it's real good. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Wait, wait, what are we doing? (laughs) Other news. Oh, there's more news. Our last news story of the day. So Dylan dug this up, and it looks real cool. Like I I, I remember hearing a little bit about it, but it was kind of under my radar, and it looks real cool. Yeah, so I guess the headline is incorporating uh, people who made Bioshock with a new horror game where you play as a blind woman. Um, It's called Perception, and you play as a blind woman in a house that is haunted by the presence, I guess. And it plays, I guess, from the description, and there is a gameplay, like a three-minute gameplay trailer out, I think. Uh, That kind of gives you an idea, but it kind of plays like Outlast. So you're not fighting anything, but you're trying to hide and keep the presence away, whether that's hiding under a bed or in a closet. or So um, Outlast was free recently, so if anyone's played that, you have an idea of what this might look like, but play like. Um, but it looks really neat. It, the game has a really cool mechanic, though, in that you're blind. Like, so, I mean, in theory, this game should just be, like, no Darkness, screen. right? Yeah, no screen, just, you know audio but that would probably make a terrible game and so they've introduced a mechanic where you can like almost auto locate like a bat and so you'll throw things and it'll make sound waves and that's how you see your environment i'm looking i'm watching the trailer right now yeah and so what that introduces is i mean it's a horror game where you have to make noise which gives you the opportunity to see See, what's happening but you might attract the bad guy right yeah right (laughs) so what saves you is also your your enemy yeah that's that seems like a. it sounds really really interesting what saves you is your enemy because you have like that's the the only way way you can can oh oh, gotcha i'm I'm like i mean it wasn't the most elegant sentence but (laughs) (laughs) come on adam sorry sorry gotcha gotcha i'm just this this looks really Interesting. Yeah, you're just real into it. I'm I'm super intrigued by it. Um, and I mean, it's just it's the con. Like, I'm not a big horror person. I, I don't know. Like, I I get a little too into my video games to enjoy horror games. They they tend to scare me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I remember playing Dead Space. Did you guys play Dead Space? Dead Space is it's oh, a great. No, game. That's the one out in the outer space one. Yeah, and it's yeah. real jump scary. Um, it's also that. one of those games where you'll be like finding something in front of you, and then all of a sudden something will attack you from behind, or you'll you'll be pulling you towards something, and then something will attack you from behind. I'd end those play sessions 
like just like sweaty, like my heart pounding. I'm like, am I even having fun? I don't know if I'm having fun, but I kept going and beat it. So, yeah, but no, this this perception looks really, really, really good. In a in an interesting kind of way, so it's it, I so mean, far talk, does, talk about a way to save on your your graphics budget, right? Too, man. <laughs> but I mean, the funny thing is, is even though everything is kind of monochromatic, the graphics are still really it's good. real pretty. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, it's monochromatic. It's and minimalistic. There's not a whole lot of texture going on. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 very interested in that. I don't believe it actually has a release date yet. Um, it was apparently supposed to la- release last year on PC and is not not quite out yet. But I mean. Bioshock developers. Have, oh, there's a creepy doll in the video. There is also That's a, creep, a really creepy doll. There's definitely a creepy doll in the video. Oh. So it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, Irrational Games had some some very talented people. So, so hopefully they can pull this off. I guess we'll we will see. Yeah, you can check out their Kickstarter page. Um, they have reached their goal, so it should it should indeed happen. It looks like they originally had anticipated a delivery of June of last year, but they also have other goals to bring this to PS4. Right now, it will be on PC, but they're going to try to bring it to PS4, Xbox One. One goal allows them to do a virtual reality um, nice. version of the game. Um, so they, they have a lot of stuff planned for this game if they can get the support behind it. Can you still, and it's too late to actually do any of the kickstarting though, right? I don't I don't, I don't know. know. I haven't really kickstarted much before. Yeah, so it, looks like, it looks like the Kickstarter is actually over, but you can still pre-order you can pre-order it. Pre-order the so, game. But, so now the last time that I heard of a game, well, I mean, I've heard a lot of games on Kickstarter, but when they had all the stretch goals to bring it to different systems and do this and da 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 da, it's often a bad idea. Yeah, because it was wasn't it the Mighty Number no. Nine that had all the all the hoopla and hype built up around? Speaking it? of Kickstarter games that failed, yeah, like it had this massive yeah. build up to it because it was one of the creators of Mega Man and la 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 and the the whatever. But then like all like it hit its goal, yeah, to the point of where he now he has to do it for instead of just one system, he's got to do it across the board. So it got delayed and delayed and delayed. Oh, and delayed. it came out and then it was garbage. And then it, yeah, and then it came out it was just craptacular. Yeah. It's. Uh... I think that people don't people don't understand how much games cost to make. Right. Um, you know, they look at like I mean, this Kickstarter raised one hundred sixty eight thousand dollars, and you're like, oh my gosh, that is so much money. But that in reality is enough it's to pay. I mean, these these guys are based out of Boston, so high cost of living, high cost of income. Even if they're not, I mean, that's like three junior programmers for. A year, <laughs> right? You know, and a game like this doesn't get built by three junior programmers. You know, right. it's uh, you know you have to have you have to have a bunch of different people, and you have to have. I mean, you're not unless your game is really tiny, you're not developing it off Kickstarter. Uh, it's just it's just how it goes. So it's nice that they can use it though to to give them that extra oomph that they mm-hmm. need to to kind of get over over the the hurdles of, of making a game. So nice. hopefully it comes out. I'm, I'm super excited. It looks really interesting. Yeah. It looks good. I'm excited. All right. Now we're going to talk about hard games. Mm-hmm. As we talked earlier, I thought Rise and Shine was too hard. You guys should try and it. It's, I want to uh, try it. And I want to ask you a question that you mentioned the wonky controls. And I asked you about this last week after you mentioned the wonky yes. controls was, do you think wonky controls made this game too hard or is it just too hard and then too hard mixed with wonking controls just makes it impossible yeah and yeah and, i but, think and, i think and, and furthermore on that like were the controls wonky as in the controls were bad like 
like laggy or weird, or the control scheme, the way it was set up, was um, was what was wonky. The problem was is this is a game that, in my opinion, should have been played with a controller. It's a platformer okay. that, you know, I mean, it's a platformer and it's a bullet hell platformer. Like you're running, you're jumping, you're you know, you're shooting, you're reloading, you're switching. You know, your ammo types, you're switching your gun types, you're switching all these different things, which would be really easy on a controller because you've got triggers, you've got bumpers, you've got, you know, shoot keys and reload keys, and they're all right in the thing you're actually holding. Um, But it was almost like you only had, I mean, and with an analog stick, in theory, you should be able to point your cursor anywhere on a screen and Mm. shoot it. But it didn't work that way. Have you ever played a game that it really felt like you only had like maybe 16 degrees of movement? Like so, you know, you could shoot diagonal and then you could shoot straight up and then there maybe was like another two in between there. Like the old 1980s Castlevania games. Exactly. Like Contra. Yeah. Contra, you could shoot straight ahead, 45 degrees and straight up. And this one maybe had an extra couple of variations in between there. But it wasn't like, I mean, literally the first time out of the gate, you get out into this open thing and there's these minds that pop up like let's say your character is four feet tall because he's a little kid they're hitting it's, it's like vicious a very too. tiny person he is he's a little kid he's like okay. i mean maybe four and a half feet tall he's he's like 12 <laughs> um and he gets viciously dismembered throughout this entire game um like i've played so many games lately where kids get killed it's just Damn. not good but and this is bloody too um, Rise and Shine is bloody. Oh, super bloody! Really, super. It bloody. looks so cute, <laughs> right? <laughs> like I, I remember reading a thing where they're like, "This is a great game. Don't let your kids play it." <laughs> like the kid gets, I mean, like boom, and his head will fly across the screen. Oh, it's Jesus. blood spurts. Yeah, it's bad. Um, I mean, in addition to the other things you kill, also, right? You know, I mean, there's there's entire parts of the game that were really wacky because you'd blow a guy up and then you'd like walk past and like his head would just kind of kick in front of you as you went past. <laughs> But that that aside, these these mines pop up. And so let's say you're four and a half feet tall. They're going up to five and a half feet off the ground, right? Mm-hmm. And so, But you can't get too close to them because they're proximity mines. They'll explode. So you hang back, and I'm trying to shoot these. But they're popping up and down really fast. So if I'm shooting forward, I can't hit them because they're going up and down too fast. And I can't hit them at their peak. So they pop up and kind of hold and then sink, right? And the pop up and sinking is real fast. And they're holding at this It'll you know head level. Angle. And I can't hit them because I can't shoot them when they're popping up. And I can't actually target them when they're at their peak because there's that angle doesn't exist on my analog. So I played like the first 45 minutes of the or game. Or it exists on your analog. It just doesn't let you hit, hit that. it. Yeah, it's like, it's like there's a notch here and there's a notch here. And it's in between. And it's in between those two notches. And so I played, but I still, I played the first like 45 minutes of the game using a controller because it made the most sense. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's, there's kind of like a slow motion mechanic too where you'll you'll shoot a bu- or remote control mechanic sorry where you'll shoot a bullet and then control it through I've seen that. yeah these kind of mazy things but then usually at the end there's you have to angle it at something and then press a button and it'll it'll go out of slow motion and go into full speed so you can shoot it and 99% of the time I couldn't do that last mechanic cuz I couldn't get the bullet to target the right direction to actually do it so anyway I read a thing on Steam and they're like go use the keyboard and so I started using a keyboard and mouse, and that worked better because the mouse, you could literally just put it anywhere, and right. if when you clicked, it would shoot your bullet there. But then I'm, you know, WASD is removing controls, Q switches the kind of bullet you're shooting, E switches, or no, I'm sorry, E switches the kind of bullet you're shooting, Q switches the effect that bullet's going to have, R reloads, left control makes you move, 
when you're shooting, you had to hold down the right key to aim your gun. So, like, to pull out your gun and aim it is holding down your right key. At left mouse button shoots. So... You're, that you've makes seen, me nauseous thinking of that. Go there's look a at, whole lot going on. So go look at some of the boss fights now yes. where there's like <laughs> five missiles and giant arms trying to hit you and six bad guys on the screen and realize how many buttons you're having to push to do it. And it's made even more complicated by the fact that when your gun's out, so you're you're using your gun to shoot these things, but you're slower when you've got your gun out. So sometimes you'll have to let go of your gun in order to be able to run faster. Right. And, I mean, it was just too many buttons for as much yeah. crap as there is That's going on. And so, so I mean, in this particular game, the game was made harder because the controls were bad. But the game was still really, really damn hard. So, I guess my question for you guys is when you go into a new game, like, so you've never played this game before, and let's say, let's oh, even just yeah. say it has three three levels of dif- difficulty. And it's got easy, normal, and hard. What do you, where do you go? I always start with normal. Yeah, I usually just play normal because I don't really, I don't like to be punished for playing yeah. a game. And I feel like <laughs> that's what harder difficulties do a lot of the time. So like on Doom, what, did you, have you played Doom yet? Yeah. Yeah, did you go for, because that one's got like five, five levels think, of difficulty. Yeah. Nightmare and yeah. insanity. Or, yeah. or send me to hell or something yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went for normal. Yeah, yeah I think and, I played it on normal. And that was, that was kind of, that was kind of difficult. I thought it was the perfect difficulty. Yeah. To, to give you an idea of what Kevin does, just because, oh, by the way, I'm going to talk about him a lot. Or not a lot, but I'm going to make sure to mention him because he finally started listening to the podcast. <laughs> and uh, he's like, you had to talk about me playing well, huh? Like, yeah, sure did. Not talking Every about episode. Yeah. Um, Kevin on WoW this week is our new segment. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not going to be him talking what about WoW. It's going to be us wow talking about him playing week. WoW. <laughs> he rated. That's it. That's what he'll Tune say. Tune in next week for Kevin on WoW this week. <laughs> um, so I sit down to play Doom and I put it on normal and yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh my God, this is hard. And I was like, okay, but I stuck with it. Yeah, yeah. For like, yeah. yeah, he sits down. He puts it on the hardest difficulty, yeah. and he is just—I don't. What's what is a masochist? Yeah, like he is just torturing himself over and having the time of his life. Yeah. I will never understand people. Yeah, like that. and see, and I played Doom on easy, <laughs> um, and I still wasn't very good at it. Um, but it's more—it it has less to do with me not enjoying hard difficulty levels, with me not ever wanting to play the same thing. Again, like, and right. that was part of the problem with Riders in China. I got so bored playing the same thing over and over and over again until, I mean, like, essentially what you're doing is you're playing it over and over again until you can recognize mm-hmm. what the pattern of things are or when this happens, this is what I need to do. But even still, like, older games gave you that that same kind of pattern-ish yeah. type of mentality and way you get through a boss fight. But if it's just so difficult, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's not a new thing. No, no, no. But and, it's but just I, and so I think, hard. And I think the that's point? the thing, though, is, is I played, you know, having played games now for... 30, how old am I? But so let's say 34, 35 years, right? Because um, I got my first computer when I was five. Um, I'm I'm to a point where I don't, I've, I've spent so much time in the 80s and 90s playing the same part over and over and over again because I died. And I mean, back then game design was dumb too. So it'd be like you die and then get to watch a cut scene and then get to play it again before yeah. you could die again. Yeah, yeah. I've spent That's so really much time doing that that, I don't want to do that anymore. Um, and, and I mean, there are exceptions like Super Meat Boy. 
like that's that was okay because it was kind of fun and it was kind of visceral and like yeah. it was it was fun when you be level to see your little guy like you know 500 of them screw out and then they all get killed by the first saw blade and then half of them make it up the jump and they get killed by the second uh, saw blade like that was enjoyable but but I like games like like the the seasons after fall yeah that I'm, that I'm finishing up it's you don't die you can't die yeah. and there's no there's no learning curve to it so much. it's just an experience and I think that's I'm like you right? in that I'm respect just, now. And I mean, like, Doom was really fun. It really was. It was fun. But I just didn't, I didn't, I, I was backtracking all the time. Like, I want to, I want to play a game where I'm always moving forward. And I don't, if I die, I don't want to have to go back more than, like, a minute. You know, right. I want checkpoints constantly. And yeah. I don't want to have to save them manually. <laughs> I just want yeah. to, like, you know, I want to, if I go through a door, if I go through anything, just save. Right. Yeah, if a game's gonna be that hard, I want. It, I want. Frankly, even if it's that easy, like I don't yeah. want to. <laughs> right. Or, or in, if it's gonna be like that, uh, like with The Last of Us, the story keeps you going. Yeah, right. Like there needs to be some kind of motivation for me to well, want to murder myself over and over and, and I over think again. The, the difference too is something like The Last of Us. Like I, I find it a little frustrating, just because it, it seemed like a lot on that was like, okay, so I've got to find, I've got to kill five bad guys. And so I'm going to kill the first one, and then I'm going to die killing the second one. So now I've got to kill the first one again, and but now i figured out how to kill the second one. So now I've got the first two. Mm-hmm. All right, so now I'm going to die killing the third one, and I've got to go. I know how to kill one and two, and now I know how to kill three. And so, you know, I'd end up having to play it like five or six times to get through it. But at least on that, I feel like I'm progressing. A game like Inside, yeah. I know I'm going to die a bunch. But it's okay, because I'm only going to have to play that little teeny portion of it again. Right. And... I'm going to every single time I die I'm going to learn gonna just a something new. Yeah, you know, I'm going to I'm going to figure something out and I'm going to I think maybe that's what I'm getting to too is that lately games that have pissed me off where I'm dying a lot <laughs> do it because I don't feel like I don't feel like I can solve them via being smarter. I feel like I have to solve them by being faster or being better. And mm. like I'm almost 40 like I <laughs> my Twitch is a lot slower than it was when I was 15, you know? Like well, I, I usually vocalize my time. I'm all, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> but I mean, and I'm not doing anything to control. I'm just screaming at the screen. You know what I mean, though? Like, I'm just not I'm just not as fast at these things as I was a while ago. And I, I got to think that's why I'm starting to play games that are, I mean, I don't, I don't have any urge to play online multiplayer games most of the time because I just know that everyone there is going to be better than I am. Um, and I'm not... I mean, and that even if I put a lot of time into it, I'm never going to be as fast as most of the people playing Overwatch. Right. It's based more on dexterity instead of yeah. just and speed skill and, and knowing the mechanics of the game. Yeah, and and maybe like it's just I don't enjoy any of them enough to put... The work in. The work into it. Because I'm not... Like, I'm, I'm not awesome at Rocket League, but I'm not bad. And there's a lot of kind of fast-paced stuff in that. But it's not... I don't know. It always feels different to me than... Like Rocket League doesn't feel like I'm playing Overwatch. Like there's less buttons, there's less <laughs> stuff. There's and it's satisfying. And it's more of like that's more of like it's not a uh, it's it's a game. Well, it's, it's just a game. And also like, like I can play. Uh, yeah, you can be awesome in that game and do crazy flippy aerials through the sky that require all sorts of insane dexterity, or you can play just like a super solid fundamentals game. And still be pretty good. Mm. And it seems like at some point a lot of those games don't allow you to just be that, like, fundamentals player. Yeah. And something I can enjoy losing at Rocket League. Right, yeah. A lot more often than if you get in a in a multiplayer shooter and someone on that other team just 
I mean, has played way more than you. They've unlocked everything, and they're just trolling with yeah. some weapon right. combination that's yeah. just right. silly, and it just breaks the game yeah. before they nerf it. To but I will tell you, one of the one of the the most I, I think that one of the most unique ways to approach difficulty that I've played um, was in Kingdom Hearts Two, where you'd Trust me. So you'd you'd fight same thing. It's just a normal game that you you know you play through these levels and then you'd fight a boss eventually, and you'd you know usually you could save right before the boss and if you died you died you play the boss again right you die you play the boss again usually like the third or fourth time it would go like hey y'all you suck do you want Mickey to come help you <laughs> and you know because Mickey Mouse is in the oh, game hey, and he, boys, right suck. yeah and he plays like he plays the king in in Kingdom Hearts and so <laughs> he's ruining it for me Cliff sorry man um, you'll learn that about <laughs> five minutes into Kingdom Hearts one gotcha um, Kingdom <laughs> Hearts two twenty eight just came out this week too um, but he would come in and he would help you defeat this bad guy. So, I mean, it wasn't just like he came in and killed him for you. You help. still had to do your stuff. But it made it so usually you could get past that guy without going like, oh, God, I've got to kill. I, like, I don't want to have to try and kill this dude 50 times. I can, I can try three or four times. And it would give you the option, too. If you're like, no, no, I've got it this time, mm-hmm. you can say, no, Mickey, I got this. No worries. But if you're like, I'm sick of doing this, Mickey would come in and help you, and, and then the story would progress. And that always seemed to me like a really – a really smart way to get you past hard parts, you know? Um, and I mean, there are just sometimes too, like, I mean, I guess most of the time now when I get to somewhere I'm stuck, I just look up someone else's YouTube video of how to get how past they it. Do it. <laughs> but, you know, first of all, those don't always exist. And it would just be nice sometimes to be like, I'm just, I'm stuck. Like, where am I supposed Throw to go? Me a bone. Yeah, you know, like people, and like you said, you play GTA without the map, right? Or you have I, played GTA without I the map? I used to be pretty. And I'm like the exact opposite. Like I want a trail to follow to the next place I'm going. Like yeah, I like yeah. I like that's one of the things about open world games is they're just too open. Yeah, yeah. And some of the earlier ones really were just that you had no direction. Yeah. But so when I started playing Infamous uh, Second Son, yeah, totally open world. At least in when you look at the map and you kind of see what's going on. You have an idea of where you're going and right. where you're, why you're going there. Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, I don't need like I. I kind of like the the like, hey, go this way. But you know, a good compass works too. Right. Um, <laughs> but I just I, I maybe I'm just too old. Maybe I'm just too lazy. Maybe. I mean, but the reality is, I don't. Even though it sounds like I play a billion games every you do. week, I do. You do. And I play <laughs> and I play a lot of Rocket League. Like I get that. I play six eight hours of Rocket League a week. But past that, I probably only play like another four or five hours of games. And I want to maximize the time. I, you know, I don't want to walk around for two hours when I may only get to play those two hours stretched over, you know, a couple of days. I mean, the reality is, is Rise and Shine, the last level, took me an hour and a half to beat. And oh, that was over. See, that's just ridiculous. That it's ridiculous. Like too much. And that's over three playthroughs. So, I mean, like, I played, I played it one morning from like six to 6 30. And then I came home and played it that night after my kid went to bed from like 10 to 10 30. And then I played it the next morning from six to 6 30. So, I mean, it wasn't, Jeez. it wasn't even an hour and a half. I had to leave Rise and Shine running for like 36 <laughs> hours to beat that one level. <laughs> and that's just too hard because you couldn't save in the middle. You know, yeah. you know. Oh, at the no. very least, give me a save point in between obscenely hard right. bosses. <laughs> and are we at the point where we can just save at any time? Right. Really? Like, I mean, I've played Nintendo plenty game. of games <laughs> and that I, you can do that. And I understand that that oftentimes they use that as a way to make something more difficult. Right. But when I'm playing on easy, 
let me save wherever I want. Like, right. I don't want it to be difficult. I want to play your game for the story. And I, I think that's actually one of my favorite things I've seen lately on games. Like, I think The Last of Us is actually that way, where the difficulty level is, like, hard because you're dumb, normal because I like a good mix of gameplay and story. And then I've seen a lot lately. They're like, I just want to see the story. Don't make it too hard. Right. Um, I mean, frankly, I'm playing the last of us on easy and it's still kicking my ass, but Oh really? I'm on normal. I'm real dumb. Um, <laughs> like I, I've come to accept that. Like stealth games are not my game, but maybe it's not a patient gamer. I don't, well, are you using his, you like are you using his, his hearing thing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, just bad at him. I'm just real yeah. bad. Um, I've accepted that about The Last of Us. I'm just bad at it. Bricks and yeah, yeah. No, I I totally understand the concepts of yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the concept of how to do it. I'm just bad at it. Okay. Um, interesting. I kind of want to like watch you play. No, you don't. <laughs> You're right. I get frustrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Get that to me. <laughs> Come on, Cliff. Let's <laughs> get your crap together real quick. Right. But uh, you know, I just I want a game where, especially a good story driven game, which that is. I don't I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to interrupt my story to replay the same thing five or six times because that kind of gets in the way of the story. Right, especially for a story-driven game. Yeah, you know. But then I I was going to kind of say, thinking back to like a game like Inside, where a big difference dying in Inside is you're always learning yeah. how to progress. Exactly. Right. Whereas when I was playing Bloodborne, because we know how much I like that game <laughs> and how you were sarcastic I am, <laughs> I'm not learning anything like there's just a lack of responsiveness and yeah. you just you can get one shotted yeah. like really I, easily by the big enemy and i like that's silly and then it throws you back to a point where you have to backtrack yeah. for a minute before you can even fight the and amount of enemies that's even that. challenging right. so that I have was to, like, kind of the same these. problem i had with feist too is there were too many times where I think I'd gotten far enough into a level that there should have been a save point, and then I'd die, and there oh, I wasn't. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. I can't remember what game it was, but I would do that, and I'm like, oh, man, I finally got past that point, yeah. and then I got killed immediately, yeah. and it didn't send me back to the beginning of that, or to where I finished that really difficult yeah. thing. It sent me way farther back. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Get I it had to me in front of the challenge. Oh. I hate games that are inconsistent with that, too. That was the best part. I mean, to me, like, I've been playing a lot of Inside Limbo-ish like games, and I think that one thing that Inside and Limbo nailed was pacing. Yeah. Like, you, yeah, you yeah. never, I mean, with the exception of one thing in Inside, I was able to get past everything on two or three or four tries. Mm-hmm. What thing? I think we all uh, know it, which one it oh is. Oh, yeah, we've all played it now. So it was the, the fan. The fan. Where you'd have to climb up the ladder and use the fan to block the, the wind, wind blasts. That how many times did that take? Oh, you? a ton of times because I missed the switch. Or no, I thought I was supposed to do something oh. different with the switch. Oh, that's yeah, what it yeah, was. Yeah. I didn't catch the fact okay. that I was There's supposed a lot to of let ways it. You can interpret how that's done. Yeah, and that was okay. the only one that that tripped me up. Um, huh. Yeah, but besides that, it was you know I didn't mind when I you know you'd walk into a new scene and it would just arbitrarily boom, kill you. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, don't do that funny. next that time. Be a little more cautious or move a little faster. faster it's like time. the horror movie. It's like the equivalent of a jump scare in a yeah, horror movie. Right? You're like, oh, okay, well, now I know it's there, so I'll know when to expect we'll it. We'll do that next you time. You always know exactly what to do. do but the one thing about that fan part, I managed to get through it, I felt, fairly quickly. Yeah, he did it faster than I did. But I had to look it up. It's the only, I think, puzzle in the game that I felt like it actually had a certain amount of like dexterity needed to yeah. do this puzzle. Mm-hmm. And I thought Versus there was a lot of misdirection of, on that one, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's very tricky, but it's not like I got to go put this box on a button. It's like yeah. I actually have to like 
quickly do this. And, yeah. and yeah. there's not very many puzzles in the, where you actually have to be real quick yeah. about Except for that stupid underwater thing. Oh, yeah, that was rough, Because uh, I'm like, oh, look, it's a friend. Nope, no, I'm dead. Yeah. 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 You know, but I always felt that that game was... It was well paced, and it really, you know, there was nowhere, there was nowhere in that game where I'm like, ha ha, I've got past that, and then it's like, nope, you died. Now you have to go even further back. Like they they chunk that into really manageable parts, and and that's something I've found that's been kind of disappointing in, in other games I've played lately. So it's I hate keeping coming back to Inside, but yeah. the game was so, so well game. done. You know, I really want I really want somebody from that company to kind of explain. What that was at the end. You don't get that, Adam. <laughs> they really need to do that for me. No, sorry. You got to wait for Inside 2, Outside. <laughs> God, that would be amazing if the next game was just called inside Outside. Outside. Oh. Are you listening, Play Dead? <laughs> no, it's We want night. Outside. It's the middle of the night there. Uh, uh. <laughs> but I think on this difficulty discussion, maybe take it back many years. Like, playing old NES titles, yeah, yeah, yeah. which were... Arguably a lot harder in general significantly because of the limitations to making a game, I guess, playable for a longer period of time, right? Right. And yeah, that's exactly it. They weren't they weren't more difficult to because they wanted you to. They didn't. They weren't difficult because they wanted you to be challenged. Yeah, they were difficult because they didn't. (laughs) They wanted to make your money is worth right. But I think that's the crazy thing is you have you guys ever played. Old arcade games, like on a MAME emulator, where you have unlimited quarters. Yeah, yeah. like you go and play. Like I, I remember playing the, the two that always stick out to me are Double Dragon and Golden Axe because I played those yeah. so much in the arcade, and I could get to the you know spending like a buck or two, I could get to the same, same point every single yeah. time. And I'm like, these games are just too hard. Like there's no way I can get past this. And then you play it on a like a, an emulator, and you realize that Golden Axe is like a 15, 20 minute playthrough, like first to end, that game lasts 15 really? minutes. Yeah. Double Dragon, 15 minutes first to end. Or or even like, um, like, uh, really? Yeah, they're just not very long. Yeah, I, we, we were talking about this the other day. I hope this isn't a rehash of something we've already talked about, but I had a similar experience. I had a little small arcade in my hometown growing yeah. up. Um, and they would do this Friday special where you'd give them 10 bucks and they put nail polish on quarters and you could have as many quarters as you want. So when you pumped them into the game, they what could nail polish on quarters. Do just so, so they, they, so they, they know essentially made their own tokens, oh, but they oh, would oh, work. Oh, oh, gotcha. They would work just as a quarter would in the gotcha. machine. Like, so, but they would give you unlimited tokens, which was really cool. But I was able to finish arcade games, and yeah, they don't take very long if you have yeah. enough quarters right. to well, do like, it. Do you remember back when uh, there was at least three of them? Um, there was the X Men game and the Simpsons game and the Ninja Turtle game that yeah, were yeah. essentially the same, the same game, game with, with a different, different skins. skins. Like those games are so hard. Like Chex Quest. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those games are so hard in the arcade. But when you have, because we have a thing kind of like that called the Nickel Arcade in Utah, where you could get in for like two bucks and then all games were a nickel or two nickels. And so, I mean, you can beat that game on like a buck or two worth of nickels. And they're really not that hard when you have unlimited stuff. They maybe take same thing. You can beat it in 20, 25 minutes. You go to GameWorks, you can beat that game in 20, 25 minutes. And so they were, they were... They were no hard. Idea. Yeah. Because yeah. I was the guy that was like, oh, that level's too hard. I'm going home. I'm and done I, with that I'm one. Done. I'm going to go play this one until I think it's too hard. Yeah, which 10 minutes later, I was yeah. back to the other one. Yeah. <laughs> it's real funny. And I think it's it's uh, it was just that, you know, they they artificially made a game harder by limiting lives or costing you money. Mm. I mean, you know, if you were willing to pump quarters into a yeah. double dragon machine, you could the do it too, but it was going to be 10 bucks. I, I remember, right? <laughs> I remember playing, do you guys remember Afterburner? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I yes. beat, yeah, of course you don't. <laughs> I beat Afterburner in the arcade 
and it, but you know, it cost me five or six bucks to do. Um, now, did you play the afterburner that you sat down in the with the big seat and the thing moved with you as you flew? Did you ever play that version in the arcade? Because they had the like you know the machines like you get in like the Jurassic Park game where you yeah, get in. Yeah, I don't like, think I did. I oh, think that it was, was my favorite at Candyland Arcade in West Palm Beach, Florida. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was just like the the, yeah. the joystick one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, sorry, I was all yeah. No, nostalgia. I, you know, and I, but it's it's those. You know, and I think maybe that's why I'm just not as into hard games now. Like, you know, it took legitimate. And I mean, and that's there's something to be said for being really good at Mario Brothers. And I mean, I've oh, played yeah. Mario Brothers so damn many times that you know now it takes me a minute to kind of brush off the rust but i know where everything is i know where i mean i can probably beat mario now in 20 minutes because i know where all the warp points are i know where all the bad guys are you know you can you know all the secrets and there's something to be said for that um playing the same levels i mean on my commodore man i probably played the first five levels of a hundred games a million times because it was what you had you know Yeah, as each level goes, you're much better at the level yeah. before. Yeah, but it's really weird to think game. that, like, I beat games all the time nowadays. Um, I mean, I've beaten, I don't I've know, beaten more games four in the or last five year. games in the last month. Yeah, I've beaten more in the last year than I have in the first 25 yeah. years of my game. because when you were a kid, like, I mean, first of all, games were way more expensive and hard to come by um, because you didn't have money. Right. But, or you rented them. Or you rented them, played you, them for three yeah. days, and they, but they were still really hard. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I beat games all the time now, and I rarely beat games as a kid, you know? And it was just because they were really, really hard and artificially really, really hard. So, you know, I, I just don't, I don't want that anymore in my games. I want to I wanna just be able to play mm-hmm. and not be frustrated. I hear you. So I, we had these, I mean, we had these harder games that were... <laughs> I mean, on the the older platformers that were harder um, because of, I mean, limited checkpoints and whatever. But then we, I'm going to think about what's next is, I'm going to use my, one of my favorite first-person shooters, Turok, Dinosaur Hunter, on the N64 <laughs> as a good example. Uh-huh. But these shooters, we had these shooters where you had 100 health, right? You had a certain amount of health, and if you lost that, you died. And then... Sh- Kind of shortly after that, as we moved into like the halos and stuff, yeah, yeah. The, 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 kind of health. The, the original halo, you did have health, but you also had a shield that regenerated. Okay. Um, but then after that, you moved into regenerating health, which made games too easy, I think, because you could literally hide in a corner and your health would replenish, right? right. There was no inherent challenge to diminishing health. And I'll be honest, I remember distinctly like. When you went from having like a hundred hit points to, hey, your screen flashes kind of red and you just need to get undercover. That just means hide. And that to me was like the greatest point in right. video games. Like, <laughs> right for you, I'm, you love that. Yeah, yeah I'm like, um, no more. Why, I think that's why. Like when I played, I can't remember what game I played. It was a first person shooter game, and I'm like, oh man, f this, I keep dying. Health, I don't have any. And then I started playing Destiny, and I'm like, oh, my health comes, my health comes back. When did this become a thing? I love it. Right. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so I'm wondering, but I think there's a large demographic of people who Miss the find that as being too easy, right? Because right. um, yeah. I have a bunch of buddies that, like, they played Turok a lot, and, like, it was really cool when you could, like, beat that game. It's yeah. hard. Yeah, and I um, think that, and I think there are people that legitimately, like, I mean, especially a lot of the, like, other pod gaming podcasts I listen to, um... I'm shocked at how often people will say, oh, I beat that on normal. I can't wait to go replay it on hard 
which to me is the last thing on earth I'd ever want to do. <laughs> like, I've never said that in my I life. Have buddies that they play through Halo on every difficulty and yeah. ascending order, and it's like I've never been interested to do that. If I'm gonna play, if I want to challenge, I'm just gonna play on a hard the first time, right? Yeah. But it's like you get to go back through with different weapons now, and and I, and well, and, and that's the difference between like, and I'm kind of intrigued by kind of the new concept of New Game Plus, which is coming out now. Um, so there's there's it's. It's, I don't know if it's new, It's but I've only been hearing about it recently in the last couple months. So, like, Dishonored 2 has, a, I don't know, I think it's released now, a, a new new yeah. game plus. So you can play that game through as two different characters. There's a female character oh, okay, and a male okay. character. And yeah. so if you play it all the way through with the female character, you can play through it again. Maybe as her again, but but presumably with the other guy, but have all of your skills unlocked, all yeah. the skills you've unlocked. Right. And yeah, so, and that's yeah, that's I mean that's kind of a thing that they've been doing. Yeah, like yeah and so like Borderlands new game plus, introduced, you've got to play through too. You played the same story, but you got to keep all your weapons, your levels, so yeah, you're more powerful. And so like that idea kind of intrigues me. But going from like, hey, I played it on normal to hey, I'm going to start completely over and play it on hard. Yeah, like just no that that has no right. Interest in me at all? That's what I mean. That has a has a place in RPGs, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you you have a progression, a character that could essentially start a game being a stronger character and play through again. But a, a shooter that you have none of that, like Halo or something, it's you're literally just fighting more aliens. Well, the second. Well, time. I can totally understand it too. Of like, like I've been, I've always wanted to play. Um, Skyrim again, um, and I know I won't. Like I talk about playing Skyrim, and I'll never do it because I this is too much. Well, it's 150 hours that I could put towards I don't know 30 other games, um, but I talk about doing it, and it's because I played as a barbarian the first time, and I think it'd be really fun. Like my brother plays that game as a as a super stealth character, and it's awesome. Like I watch him play, and like he's literally so stealthy that he's like dancing around in front of the you know the bad guys, and they just can't see him because he's so stealthy. And like it'd be really fun to to play it as that, or play as a magic character. And so like I understand people that want to do that again, but just just replaying a game so you can it can be harder the second time just has no no appeal to me whatsoever. Yeah, I guess my last question in this little train of thought is: now that that regenerating health made games too easy, is like a game like Bloodborne a response to that? I think so. Is it just like echoing back to old games that were just hard for the sake of being? I hard? think that's also why you're seeing so many roguelike games where you know where people like the idea of every single time I play it, I start completely from scratch, and they're really, really, really difficult and. And death is permanent, um, which is another thing that like roguelikes rarely appeal to me either. I just don't. It's not my yeah. thing. So, have you played uh, the division? No, I haven't. See, and I don't know if this. I don't know if it's just unique to the division or if there's other games like it. But it's got the regenerating health. But so you've got. I want to say you've got three total health bars. So each section regenerates. Well, and it's in a. It's not. It's not one, two, three. Third hit, you're dead. It's a slow thing. But when you regenerate your health, it fills up just, just the, the bar. first bar. Yeah. If, if you're down to that level, I played a few oh, games back up to that. I played a few it. games like that, and I, I do like that because I think I it, like. it, it's a healthy. It does leave a little bit more challenge there yeah. because you it do adds some urgency to it. I like but it having to find like a health pack. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it does, it creates more intensity. Um, but or a game like Doom, where you do have health, but you can get health from any enemy that you fight by. See, no, I, I, I adore really, that mechanic. I love that mechanic because yeah. it says you can heal. Go heal yourself. Well, and frankly, it makes but a lot. I'm not hiding in a corner. It, it makes a little bit. I guess maybe a little bit more sense than like. I mean, we live in a world where 
I know where exactly one health pack is in this building, and it's and mostly it just and it's mostly just band aids. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like it's right. just that's not a thing. And so I don't want to say that it takes you out of a game because it really doesn't. It's it's such a trope that because there's no way to actually be yeah. realistic in that sense. Because hiding in a corner, unless you're hiding there for a year with a doctor, yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing's gonna help you. That's not gonna make you better. It's gonna make you worse, right? Because you're bleeding out, right? right? So and and this is this is a total aside from from this discussion, but it, it came up mm, last week, and it, I'm absolutely fascinated by this. So, are you guys familiar with the game Prison Architect? I've heard of it. I yeah. downloaded a trial it's really or something. Fun. Yeah. I really wanted to try. You it. literally are making a prison. Um, oh, okay. But it sounds if, like something I just got to play. It's interesting. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. So, but if someone gets hurt, an ambulance shows up with the very stereotypical red plus sign cross on it, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. these guys got a cease and desist from I don't know the, the Red Cross. Um, yeah, the American Red Cross. Like, hey, that's just not something you can stick on things. Yeah. Um it's it's a trademark that we own. You're not allowed to say and the developers were kinda kinda put out about it. They're like, well but everyone does it. And like I I get that, but that doesn't really make it right. Um but well, I thought well, it was absolutely fascinating that like every single game you've seen where health was like done a by a red, a yeah. red, yeah. and it's not even a cross because it's a red plus sign. Really, yeah. that's illegal. Like under, like I mean, the it was not just like hey, we own the trademark. It was like under the Geneva Conventions. Yeah, it was like it was legit serious. <laughs> yeah. They were all like, that's you need weird, to do right? That. Because yeah. to, that's a mathematical symbol. Yeah, yeah, but it's Can specifically a red thing? one. That's dumb. But the reason it is though is because <laughs> real dumb. But the reason it is is because it's under the Geneva Conventions, and so it says that a enemy combatant can't attack one of those. And so like it's it's seriously put into like real military law. Um and so they own that symbol for the purpose of, you know, yeah. war. Um but it was it's very interesting and, and the developers like kind of like, well this is really arbitrarily enforced. And they're like, well, we do it when we can do it. So I thought that, that was, was that weird. was really interesting. I guess from that's like why we see pack. a lot of like green health packs with exactly. white crosses yeah, on them. I was gonna say. Or why every single weed store in all of Seattle is a is green, cross? green cross. I gotta assume. Oh, that makes sense. No, I don't think it does, but not really. I think they chose green because it's green. It's the right color to choose yeah. in that situation. Yeah. They wouldn't put a red one on it. No, uh, no. no. Uh, anyway, should we wrap this sucker up? Yeah. Perfect. Um, you should follow us on social medias. We're cool. Bite Me Podcast, Twitter, mm-hmm. me. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Not yet on uh, YouTube because we only have 21 followers. We or 22 followers we on need, on YouTube. On YouTube, we need a hundred. So if we're you, getting there. I'm pimping us out. Yes. Man. So if you like us, please go like us on YouTube. It'll make me really happy. Um, we upload tons of videos there, and uh, you upload tons of. Videos. I upload I tons of video there. I've only got like one. I think it's I've odd one that the there. only one here who's a video producer doesn't upload videos, but hey, it's all good. I don't play on a PC, and I don't have a video capture card. You can capture so. on your PS4. You can. Yeah, it, it <laughs> he stares blankly. I'm sure the PS4 automatically records last last 15 minutes of gameplay yeah, yeah. on anything you're doing, unless you turn it off, and then and you can go in and, and edit it. Again, That's, I've yeah. not sank a lot of time into my PS4 yet, and I don't have many games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I did. But buy now a, that I know that, yeah, you can. I did buy a video capture card too for. Uh, I got one for Christmas actually, and it's amazing. How's, um, how does that work? So an HDMI cable goes from your console or your PC into the video capture card, and then it passes through to your monitor, and then there's a USB two connection that goes from the video capture thingy to uh, a second computer. And so I play my Xbox. I have my laptop hooked up to it. <laughs> 
And then, <laughs> and then there's just a pass through, and it takes that signal and ports it out to your laptop and saves it as an AVI um, file. Okay. And, which is cool because the only way I've been able to capture Xbox up until now was to stream to Twitch. Because um, you can only capture, I think, five minutes at a time on the Xbox, which is lame. Right. Um, so I'd stream to Twitch and I'd download the Twitch streams, but they're only at 720p and they're often kind of crackly and crappy looking. And with this, I can capture full 1080 at 60 frames a second. Well, so fancy? it's really cool, actually. Um, my. Uh, Toby, I'm terrible at games, so I'm not going to record it. <laughs> my t- well, that's the nice thing. I'm then you can, for you to watch me play. Then it. I can edit it after the fact. Actually, go go watch. If uh, you can edit me into being good. I'm I will like Photoshop it. Literally, go watch. Go watch <laughs> um, my Rise and Shine um, level four footage because you can see how bad I am. It's real funny. <laughs> gotcha. Um, but you know, we've got YouTube's. We've got a website. Go to bitemepodcast.com, and it links out to all those things. And you can follow us and make Cliff very happy because. Like I said, every time we get a follower, like I high five the next closest person. Yeah. So <laughs> and share with us your hard game experiences. Yes, and if you just think we're softies, yeah, yeah. I, I may be. Yeah, I, I'd be curious what other people have yeah, to think. I mean, don't call us that explicitly. No, it's fine. You can what? think it. It's or no, just call us out. Softies. Yeah, I'm curious what other people think because yeah. it's. I think it's people have a very different opinion on that. Yeah. So I'd, I'd be interested to hear. what I know I do have a couple it. friends who are really into just brutally hard games. Like yeah. they wanted to play Ninja Gaiden on the hardest difficulty and did finish it. Not me. But I'm like, I couldn't beat the first boss. Yeah. And after I did, the couple horses that you fight afterwards just slaughtered me, and I never yeah. got past that, yeah. which is weird because they were just grunts. Yeah. I don't know. I'm bad. So I'm okay with that. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General state's pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Visit Hellsberg.com for safe and easy ways to shop this holiday, like free shipping and returns, virtual shopping appointments, or buy online and pick up in-store. And right now, get a free Microsoft Surface Go 2 with the purchase of $1,499 or more. You gift, you get. Limited time offer while supplies last. See online or in-store for details.